Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and folks, we are broadcasting from inside Renaissance Bank on Main Street in beautiful Alpharetta. If you are looking for a better experience from your bank, if you're looking for a bank that is big enough to handle pretty much any need you can throw at them, but small enough to do it in a personal way, uh, check out Renaissance Bank. Uh, Go to renaissancebank.com and find one of their local offices. They've got some 200 or so around the South ready to serve you and give them a call. I think you'll be glad you did. Renaissance Bank, understanding you, member FDIC. And now I want to welcome Allie Neal. Allie is with Revved Up Kids. Allie, welcome. Hey, John. I'm so happy to be here today. I'm delighted to have you because you do great work and we want to tell everyone about that. So let's give everyone an introduction to Revved Up Kids. Wow. I think I could probably talk for 30 minutes with that question, but I am going to be short and sweet so that you can ask me some more questions. Okay, cool. So Revved Up Kids is based here in Atlanta, and we are working on the prevention end of the sexual abuse spectrum. So we are helping to protect children and teenagers from sexual abusers and exploiters and traffickers. And we do that by providing prevention training programs. So we train children and teens and parents and youth serving organizations, all with a goal of keeping kids safer. Wow. Um, a lot to unpack there. And I want to get into how you do what you do in a second, but let's talk about how the organization was founded. And you've got a pretty special story about that. I would um, say for those listeners who are spiritual, this will be easily understandable. And for those who are not, I can just share my experience. This was a flat out call from God Mm -hmm. as though I were sitting in a room face to face being told, this is my plan for you, and this is what I need you to go and do. Mm. And that was in spring of 2009. Mm. So we are now almost 13 years from that revelation. I say revelation, and that's part of the reason for the name Revved Up Kids. Mm. Um, And it has been a walk of faith every single day for 13 years with so much amazement and miracles and just... It, it has transformed my life for sure, and we have done amazing work with God's help. That's awesome. Now, uh, let's let's talk about, I want to get to COVID in a second, because unfortunately, we still have to talk about how the impact of that, but uh, let's just talk about the, the, the training and how that works. Sure. So we, um, like I said, we train children and teens and we train parents and we train youth serving organizations. So those are kind of three separate areas of our training. We have more than 20 different training programs that we offer Mm. and we are doing in-person training. I'll address some of our other stuff when we talk about COVID, but yes, we also offer virtual and video training now. Right. (laughs) Um, But the goal of the training for children and teenagers is to help them understand 
who are these people? Mm -hmm. How do these people operate in my world? How do I know if somebody is safe or unsafe to me? And what am I supposed to do if I encounter somebody who is dangerous, who is trying to harm me? So we, we teach them all of that. We equip them with a response to what can be a very dangerous and scary situation for a child. Mm -hmm. We open their eyes to the fact that these people exist to be perfectly honest this is not something that most parents are sitting their kids down and talking about, right? Sure, of course. Really easy to talk about the white van running through the neighborhood, snatching children. Oh my gosh, don't go with the man that has the lost dog and don't get in the white van. That's easy for parents. But right. when you have to talk about, wow, what if your next door neighbor tries to take pictures of you with no clothes on? Mm -hmm. I mean, this is scary, scary stuff for parents right? and therefore not something they want to talk about. So we are really working to make that an easy conversation. And then part of our training is to help parents open their eyes, um, talk to them about, hey, how are predators at a, at operating in my children's world? How would I know? What am I supposed to look for? What kind of rules can I put in place to keep my kids safer? Um, and then we train youth serving organizations, and that's all about helping them be better protectors of mm -hmm. the children under their purview. So let's... let's um Let's widen out for just a second, Allie, and talk about the scope of the problem. Um, you know, it, the, the prevalence of this mm -hmm. problem. Way more prevalent than anybody knows. Um, it's actually been called the biggest health risk that children face. In Georgia, 14% of adults were victims of childhood sexual abuse. Um, it, I can, I can parallel it. I have a really interesting statistic that I can parallel it with in the United States. We have about 15 and a half million survivors of cancer. Mm -hmm. okay? okay. These are people who have battled cancer and have lived to tell about it. Amazing. Right. Right. 15 and a half million people. And all of us know at least one person who's battled cancer. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. I've got three different people on my prayer list right now who are in the fight. Mm. So cancer is everywhere. Mm -hmm. 15 and a half million survivors. In this country, we have between 30 and 40 million survivors of sexual abuse. Wow. So if you think about how many people do I know who've battled cancer and double that, that's probably the number of people you know who have battled sexual abuse. Mm. But guess what? We're not talking about it, are we? Right. That's not something that people are, you know, sharing openly like they do cancer. Sure. So, sure. Yeah, that, yeah, it yeah. Is, for stigma reasons is, or yeah. shame. Staggering, right. enormous problem. When I talk to colleagues who are working in the addiction and recovery space, they say an enormously high percentage of the people that they are treating have experienced sexual abuse or assault. Right. And they're using those drugs. They're using alcohol mm -hmm. as a way to numb the pain. To right. kind of cope with with the trauma of that. So, let's talk about some of the specifics of the programs, and to the point of, I guess, talking about it. Let's let's talk about the parents first. How, how do you respond to the parent who wants to keep their child safe, mm -hmm. but they also want to keep the child a child? Right. I mean, right. And, right. and and not expose them too early to all the dangers of the world, if you right. will. Right. And yeah. and that those those are two understandable things that parents deal with that they have to weigh 
the pros and cons of mm-hmm. all that, right? Mm-hmm. How, how do you talk to the parents about that? So I would say understandable, but not necessarily in contradiction to each other. Um, what I find is the parents are way more afraid of this than the kids are. Mm. So um, we're just, we're really good at teaching personal safety. Think about it. You know, put your seatbelt on, put your helmet on, lock the doors, do this, do right? We, we're constantly doing personal safety with our kids. Mm-hmm. Why can't we get comfortable with that kind of a conversation right. about sexual abuse, mm-hmm. right? Remember, nobody's allowed to touch your privates. If anybody does, I need to know about it. Remember when you go to the sleepover, nobody should be in the bathroom with you. Nobody should see you with your clothes off, right? Stay with your friend. Just the little easy safety rules that parents can have that Mm -hmm. normalize this dialogue Mm. so that if something bad were to happen, the kid is going to know, hey, I need to go tell mom or dad about that, right? Right. The problem is... The adults are largely so terrified of this that they never talk about it. Then you see the story on the news and then you sit your kids down in this alarmist fashion. Mm. We have to talk about this. Don't, you know, and, and, and the kids are rightly scared about it. Right. Right. So our whole goal is let's just incorporate this type of personal safety into everything that we're doing around safety in our family. Let's just have this be part of the dialogue. Good words from Allie Neal, folks. Allie Neal is the founder, well, well, co-founder. We need to shout out David while we're here, right? David's a co-founder, yes. David is (laughs) Allie's husband. Um, Allie uh, is co-founder, along with her husband, David, of Revved Up Kids. So, Let's talk a little bit about the the programs that you have for children and teens. And that looks a little different depending on age, right? Definitely. And and frankly, they have very different safety risks. So we're training kids as young as kindergarten. Um, and we're training boys and girls through high school age, we're training college age, young women. Mm -hmm. Um, and the training does look different depending on the group because we take into account what are their true safety risks, right? Mm -hmm. And what are they ready to handle in terms of the language that we're using? We can have a much more frank discussion with middle schoolers than we can with second graders. So we're, we're couching the language, we're changing the tone, we're changing the discussion, but All of our training is, A, let's understand who these people are. Let's debunk this idea that it's a stranger because it's not, right? Right. Right. Um, Let's talk about what we can do every single day to be safer. And that's a lot about, did you know that your instinct, your gut is an incredible safety tool? Did you know that? And teaching the children to really feel that and listen to it and teaching the parents to help the kids honor instinct. Um, So it's about that. It's about maintaining strong personal boundaries and feeling okay and knowing that you've got permission to stand up for yourself if your personal boundaries are being violated. If somebody is trying to touch you, if somebody's making you feel scared or threatened, you have the right to say no to them and you have the right to stand up for yourself. And a lot of times if it's an authority figure, kids don't feel like they do, right? right? They feel like they have to take it. They feel like they have to obey. So we're trying to flip that script with the kids and say, no, 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 no. 
if you feel scared or threatened, you don't have to obey. You get to say no and you get to run away, right? Sure. Um, with the olders, we have to start thinking about their online worlds. Those are incredibly dangerous places for children and teens. Sure. And unfortunately, it's younger and younger kids, right? Because parents are handing technology to toddlers. Um, it, so that's a really, really scary shift. And it's just given predators very easy access to our kids. So we have to incorporate that into the conversation with the, with the older kids. Um, with teen girls, we've got to incorporate relationship abuse. Mm. We've got to incorporate acquaintance rape, um, right. things that happen to teen girls. So we really are focused on, at each age, what is the... Um, you know, what are these safety risks? How are predators going to approach these kids and what are they going to do? And then what is the response we want to teach the kids? And oh, by the way, we do roll in self-defense. We feel like that's empowering. We feel like it's helpful. We've had participants circle back to us to say, I used my self-defense to get away. Oh, wow. And that is very affirming Yeah, to give them that power, to show them that, yes, you can actually injure somebody to get them to let go of you so you can run. And that's great to be able to spread that and pass that on, I guess, to uh, your, your other kids, children that are in, tra- they're in training, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. That this yep. happens yep. and it works. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so let's talk about the youth service organizations and what that programming looks like. And, um, I guess why, why is it that they need this, right? I mean, why, what were they doing before you came along? Um, so here's the thing, just like with everybody, this is a topic that we don't want to have to deal with. Right. So, Anybody who watches and listens to the news, the sad reality is routinely you will hear about youth-serving professionals, youth-serving volunteers who have been arrested, who have been convicted, whatever, for dealing in child sexual abuse material, for sexually abusing a child, for raping a teenager, any number of things. Mm -hmm. Predators gravitate to youth-serving organizations. That is a fact. They want to be where they have access to children and teens, right? right? So the organizations that are doing a really good job are the ones that are top to bottom on this issue, meaning at the very top level as an organization, our culture is focused on protecting these children mm-hmm. all the time. And then second, we maintain open dialogue with the families that we serve. We let them know what our policies are, what our procedures are. We also include the kids in that conversation. They need to know the rules so they know if an adult is breaking a rule, right? Right, right. And then we not only help the parents by providing them revved up kids training, then we train the kids as well. So so in an ideal world, we are top to bottom in that organization, Um we can come into a youth serving organization and assess what they're doing now and talk to them about what they could do better. Um, we can come into an organization. We are certified to train one of the 
most national, highly nationally acclaimed um, programs for youth serving organizations called Darkness to Light Stewards of Children. So we can provide that training to all of the staff. Um, but we really like to customize and tailor these offerings to make sure that that organization is getting the best that they can get and are able to be as protective as they can in their environment. I think what the theme here is, is uh, one of the themes in terms of what you're talking about, Allie, is that silence is an enabler. Absolutely. That's perfect, John. Right? That is perfect. Yes. Across the board. Yes. Whether it's parents, children, yes. uh, teens, or youth services organizations, which includes schools, by the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, speaking of schools, you do a lot of your training in schools, mm-hmm. right? So talk about uh, uh, schools and, and the other venues that where you're training, where folks can find your training. So um, can I roll the COVID question into that? Bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to put that off, you know, we're, so, tr- we're trying to get past I know, COVID. I because I'm but, so hopeful. I'm but, so hopeful, but over the past two years, I've been so hopeful, like four different times. Yeah. So. But you made a pivot. Yeah. Because pivot. of COVID. Oh, I, know. I, I hate that I, word like too. everybody yeah. else, I'm so sick of that word. But right. anyway, so um, prior to COVID, when we would go into schools, mm-hmm. we were working with small groups of children, typically through their PE classes or sometimes as like a special field trip day. And we would come in and we would be there all day, every day for as many days as we needed to get to all those children. And we would provide a 45 minute to 60 minute workshop training mm-hmm. that kind of equipped them, told them everything that they need to know. Right. Um, immediately prior to COVID, we were getting ready to pilot uh, a modified version of that training that was going to enable us to reach a wider audience for a much lower cost. Mm. Um, Those pilots were canceled, are still kind of tabled indefinitely because of all the mayhem that's happening in the schools. Um, So we hope that we will get to a place where we can do those pilots and roll that curriculum out because it's going to be amazing. We work with private schools and public schools. We raise grant money to be able to provide training for Title I schools, for Mm -hmm. schools that are serving lower income populations at no charge. Most schools have other funds that they can use to bring our training in. And outside of the school environment, we do a lot of partnerships with after-school programs. We are going into people's summer day camps We have a few public training relationships. However, those were also tabled due to COVID. Mm. Um, Given our geography, I will say that our partnership that we had forged with the city of Roswell Police Department is being renewed. Um, So here we are in 2022 with a, it's been a two-year hiatus, um, but we're glad to be bringing back that partnership. So that would be for people who don't have a group. Guess what? You can sign up and come and take a class through the Braswell Police Department. Oh, wow. Um, And so we'll be doing those several times a year. And then I'm hoping that we'll, some of our other healthcare and police partnerships that we'll be renewing those as we continue to see everybody moving back to you know, new normal with, with how are we going to operate in our world without being afraid of COVID every minute of every day. Right. Right. I don't say that to be political. I just say that because I think everybody's really tired. <laughs> yeah. I think that's true across yeah. the board for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, 
so when you say pilot, what, you mean something that's online or, or um, what, so what do you mean by that? So when I say pilot, I mean we've developed this curriculum mm-hmm. and we, we pilot, we test it out mm-hmm. on a number of different schools, just mechanically, logistically, content-wise, get the feedback from the students and the, and the school administrators and teachers, mm-hmm. and then we finalize the program and then we're able to you know, have that as an offering of our, of our trainings. So right now that program is gathering dust on a shelf, (laughs) waiting for us to be able to pilot it. So if anybody's listening and you've got a school that you think would want to pilot that program, it's for elementary school students and it's going to be fantastic. And we, um, you know, we're really hoping to get four pilot schools to get that done. Um, another thing we do is, is we work with private groups. So people call us up and say, I want you to come and train my scout troop. I want you to come to my neighborhood clubhouse. I want you to come to my church, um, Mm. my team, my daughter's dance academy, you know, Mm -hmm. anywhere that there's a group of children, we can train that group of children. Right. Right. That's awesome. Uh, Allie Neal is with us folks and she's the co-founder of revved up kids. So, uh, Talk about how you have grown, maybe the number of trainings that you've done, kids that you've trained. Uh, talk, talk about, since your founding, mm-hmm. the impact you've had. Um, wow. I am very excited to say that next week, again, this is March of 2022, so right. this will be an evergreen show, I'm sure, yeah. but um, next week... We will be training our 40,000th child. Wow. And that is going to take place at the cottage school right here in Roswell, mm. which they've been a great partner. Um, mm-hmm. And so we're so excited that the number 40,000 came up and it's their number and they, you know, they will have the 40,000th child. So um, we're really, really proud of that. And even more proud of the fact that more than half of those children have been trained using grant funds and donations. So more than half of those children are from high risk or economically disadvantaged situations. Mm -hmm. They can't afford to pay tuition, Mm. but they are so deserving, equally deserving of our training. So we make sure as an organization in all of our strategic planning, every time a group pays tuition, another group is trained at no charge. Wow. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you would obviously like to, for that number to be a lot bigger. Absolutely. So let's get to how folks can help uh, make that happen, how they can support. Uh, so you you do events, fundraise, fundraising events. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got a big one coming up again as we mm-hmm. record this show here, <laughs> the fir- first of uh, uh, last day of uh, February, 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about what that is because it's an annual event. So, folks, if you miss right. if you miss it, uh, if you're listening to this show in April, yeah, you've got another shot next year. Yeah. So, if you're local and you want a fun night out, um, we are we are hosting Shamrock and Roll. It is a St. Patrick's Day themed casino party. Mm. It's going to be at the Hilton Hotel in Peachtree Corners. Mm-hmm. It is just a super fun party atmosphere. Everybody's in their St. Patrick's Day green and, you know, beads and hats and shamrocks all over the place. And we 
play casino games and we have a raffle and we have a silent auction and there's dancing and it's just a really high energy, fun evening. Um, I will actually share with your listeners a limited access, 50% off coupon code. How would that be? That would be awesome. So we will not give this to a million people. Okay. It's going to be the first 10 people to take advantage of it. Okay. There you go. If you use the code RADIOX Uh in all caps on our ticketing website for general admission tickets, not Mm. VIP because VIP is pretty much sold out, but for general admission tickets, RADIOX in all caps is the coupon code and it will knock 50% off your ticket code, your ticket price. There you go, folks. Um, And this is... uh, for the event coming up here in 2022. March 12th. Right. So um, it sounds like it's going fast. So you better get it going, folks, yeah. if you're interested. So the website is revedupkids.org mm-hmm. slash shamrock. And that's how you can access all of the information about that event. And it, that's year over year. Right. So um, if you're listening now and it's close to March, you might be able to go in 23 or there 24. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because, yeah, absolutely. So mm-hmm. um, is that the, do you have other events throughout the year? This is your one big one? Or? We, have, we have another event that is fantastic that we did for the first time last October. And it's going to be our new annual event. It's called The Big Show. And it is a talent competition. Mm -hmm. So we have adults and we have young people and they are all showcasing their talent and vying to win cash prizes. So that'll be in in October. And we typically announce that date in the springtime and then talent can audition and um, be selected to participate in the show. So... It was a blast when we did it in 2021 for the first time. It was so much fun, yeah. and we are cannot be more excited about making it bigger and better in 22. And you've ha- you've got folks on there that I mean, this sounds like amateur hour, but you got some really talented folks. It's that, amazing. I, I mean that that they kind of come out of their shell with mm-hmm. with talent that maybe you didn't know they had if yeah. you know them, right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. These are people, and some of them are even your business colleagues that That's, performed, right? Um, that just, they're fantastic. They're not people who are like going out on the circuit and getting paid, but yeah. they have amazing talent, and they're willing to share it with us um, to help us raise funds for the Revved Up Kids mission. So it's just so special. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, and of course, you're happy to take donations. All the time. <laughs> right. That would be revedupkids.org slash donate. There you go. And we really, you know, if you own a small business and you have been thinking about how you might give back to the community, mm-hmm. I want you to give some thought to this mission because I am telling you what, when you have employees who are struggling when you have employees who are absent, when you have employees who are maybe showing signs of addiction, um, when you have people who don't show up for the interview, I I have to tell you, a lot of that dysfunction is rooted in trauma. Mm. And if we can prevent the trauma, then we can help a lot of humanity to just be able to live fuller and better lives. And what could be a better place to put your charitable dollars than that, right? For sure. For sure. And something tells me that that you're delighted to have people either individually or as a business or 
uh, maybe as a faith organization, uh, sponsor events at, at maybe organizations or schools that otherwise wouldn't have these uh, trainings, right? 100%. So if a company called up and said, I want to sponsor some training, Mm -hmm. they can give us geography, they can pick a school, they Mm -hmm. can pick an organization, um, and we will brand them all over that. That's awesome. (laughs) That is awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, Allie, this has been great. I can't imagine at this point there aren't some folks that want to learn more so let's give them directions on how they can find out more about Revved Up Kids. So our website is pretty comprehensive, revvedupkids.org. Um, but also we are so happy to talk to anybody on the phone that wants to call us, 678-526-3335. And David and I are always elated to share our mission with anybody who has an interest. That's awesome. Thank you for the great work you do. It's so important, and we appreciate you, and and uh, just so glad we got a chance to celebrate that work. I am, too. Thank you so much for having me, John. Absolutely. Allie Neal, folks, with Revved Up Kids. Hey, and just a quick reminder, if you folks are looking for a better way to deliver meals at home instead of the drive through we're all busy, and we all end up... Uh, doing something like that from time to time to get dinner on the table. Here's a suggestion. Go to asculinaryconcepts.com. Now, my friend Ed, Andrew Traub over there, uh, he they've got a culinary studio, and they do corporate catering and corporate team building, and they, they've got a, a, a terrific uh, lineup of, of corporate-type services that they offer. But they also have Let Us Cook For You Meals that are tremendous. And if you want to be a hero at home, instead of bringing home the drive through sack of food, go over and place an order at AS Culinary Concepts. Go to asculinaryconcepts.com and uh, find their menus or give them a call, 678-336-9196. If you're in the Johns Creek area, they're really easy to find. And uh, I think you'll be glad uh, that you did. And uh, all your uh, family at home will ask for a repeat performance. I'm 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 uh, confident of that. And I am a very happy customer of those meals, John. They are phenomenal. There you go. See, uh, you heard it from Allie. If you don't believe me, listen to Allie. <laughs> uh, so there. Uh, but be in touch, and I think you'll be glad you did. And hey, folks, another quick reminder as we wrap up, North Fulton Business Radio is on all the major podcast apps. You can find the show by searching uh, that search term. We would love it if you would share the show. Um, It's not about me or Business Radio X. It's about our great guests and the great work they do. You've heard uh, what Allie and her husband Dave uh, do in their uh, uh, In Revved Up Kids. We've had 430-something shows of, of great uh, business leaders, nonprofit leaders in this community that do great work. When you hear something that you think would make an impact on somebody else, share the show. Um, we we'd really appreciate that and it's in uh, help us celebrate their work. So for my guest, Allie Neal, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.